everyone, and welcome to another episode of We Don't Watch Movies, featuring Ooh. me, Kareen. Oh, and me, Monzi. There we go. <laughs> and... I thought you were going to say and, but you didn't, so I was like, oh. <laughs> I pointed at you. <laughs> yeah, but I was too busy checking myself out. You're just too busy mocking me. I'm just too beautiful to, like... <laughs> I know. You're... To not stare at myself. I got, like, the light right over me, so I'm like... The Caravaggio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta do my pose. My Caravaggio pose. <laughs> okay. Um, this week, after much deliberation, we're going to talk about the movie 2012. Ooh. Um, ooh. Uh, it is one of my disaster comfort movies that I watch almost every year, once a year, along with Day After Tomorrow. It's one of those two, but this year I watched both. Um, so, Monty, why haven't you seen 2012? Um, I'm not... <clears throat> Sorry, I only have, like, a... <clears throat> anyway, um, I just am not into disaster movies. Big shocker there. <sighs> um, <gasps> um, yeah, I just... Yeah, I'm not into disaster movies. Uh, I think I watched... This has nothing to do with 2012. I think I watched, like, Twister. Ooh, like, like 20 one. minutes of Twister when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And I was freaked out. And I was like, never again. <laughs> <laughs> the scene where the dad flies off on the door and you hear he dies is a little traumatic. Thanks, I didn't know that happened. Um, it was in the first 20 minutes. <laughs> I said... I don't know if it was the, it was just probably 20 minutes. What checks, what section, what chunk, what bits and pieces. It could have been bits and pieces of different parts. I see. And I've been, I think, on the Twister ride at Universal Studios. Oh, that's a good Um, ride, though. But I don't think that ride's around anymore. No, Um, it's not. But yeah. So that is all, uh, all the disaster movies sort of, I guess. I see. I've ever seen. I don't like I don't like being scared and unhappy or I have a big imagination so immediately I'm like, well, I live in the Midwest. I know I live in the city, but sometimes if you go to little suburbs, they'd be like there was a, there was a tornado and I'm like, "Oh no." <laughs> <laughs> that could have been me. <laughs> I could have been the cow flying in the tornado. <laughs> You know, like, I am just, I do not like disaster movies, especially when it comes to things like weather, or aliens, or Maya, um, Mayan prophecies. Um, (laughs) So yeah, I've never seen 2012, it never really interested me. I know John Cusack's in it, and I do like John Cusack. Um, but it's older John Cusack, so <laughs> he's a, he sucks a little bit, but it's okay. He's <laughs> my hometown boy. It's okay. Didn't you want to watch, um, what was it? The the Beach Boys one he was in? Yeah, and I only wanted to watch it because John Cusack's in it. I never watched it. I'm probably never going to watch it. Oh, I was going to say, because he's much older in that one. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> okay. I think, like, anything past, like... Hmm. I was gonna say the nineties. I'm gonna say like two thousand <laughs> and like one or two. Mm-hmm. After that, I think it's like John Cusack just goes downhill. But that's okay because I still love him. Mm-hmm. I still love him. It doesn't matter. 
Even if he phones it in, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Even if he just shows up for the paycheck, I don't care. Yeah. All right. Um, Yeah, so I don't like being scared either. I know, but you like disaster movies, which is... Gonna... strange i is that like cathartic to you like what is it like because to me it's like i already know the world is falling apart like <laughs> i don't need to see buildings fall down and people get crushed i don't need to see the weather act out i don't need to see aliens destroy all of us like i don't like seeing property damage i mean i do like superhero movies but that is like well that's something that's completely out of my control like 100 percent unrealistic but like disaster movies i'm always like but what if Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what if someone did put a hundred bombs in a hundred buildings and they blew it up? <laughs> I don't know if that is a premise for any movie, but if it is, you gotta pay me for that idea. Uh, <laughs> if you're gonna write it, I'm not a big fan of like knowing that. Like I said. A twister or a tornado can just happen out of nowhere and then take up all your cows and your house and your family and you're dead. I don't like knowing that maybe some people 2,000 years ago came up with a prophecy that maybe everything was going to die and we're all it all sucks anyway. Like, I like knowing it in the back of my mind, but I don't like seeing it. It's too real when I see it. <laughs> all right, all right. So to address your question... I'll preface with, again, I don't like being scared. I, I actually don't like alien disaster movies. I don't like alien disaster movies because don't I don't like... Don't you like, like uh, what is it, The Day After Tomorrow? Yes, but that's not about aliens. Or Independence Day. I don't, I've never seen Independence Day. I tried okay. watching Independence Day and I got scared. <laughs> I stopped watching. I don't like alien disaster movies for I don't two like aliens. reasons. They freak me out. I, yeah, I don't like aliens because they're ugly. Um... <laughs> people which i also don't like <laughs> vaporize people i am not down to be vaporized that's where you draw the line ugliness and being vaporized yeah that's horrible i don't You're like just walking down the street and then poof vaporized you know how horrifying that is i hate that like when people are getting vaporized in the fourth or fifth Transformers movie, I was like, oh, I'm not here for this. I was already not here for this because we're two hours in and it's not over. But, like, this is even worse. No, I don't like, um, I don't like alien disaster movies in general. They're just gross. If they don't vaporize you, they're going to kill you in some other, like, horrible way. I also don't really like creature disaster movies. Technically, Godzilla um, and Jurassic Park, some might consider yeah, disaster like- movies. Um, I don't really like creature violence because it's like, there's more potential for gore in creature violence. I don't really like that. Um, I like animals, but they scare me. Um, and (laughs) (laughs) you fear nature. Good. I respect nature. I have a healthy, yeah, but, but I love property damage. (laughs) (laughs) I love seeing a good building topple. <laughs> I do. I love 
okay, sometimes I just get in this mood where I'm just like, I just want to see a bunch of shit get destroyed. And, and like, I want it, I just, I need to see it in a safe environment so that I know I'm not in danger and I know that people are not actually in danger. It's a fake movie. It's good CGI. It's special effects. I just, like, because I want to destroy something, so then I would, like, sometimes you just, like... I need to take you to a rage room. <laughs> it just, sometimes it just feels like you're, like, I'm just so tense or whatever. Like, you want to crumple paper, whatever. Or I just, like, want to watch. I find it cathartic seeing massive property destruction on like a huge scale and again i don't like it when aliens do it i don't really like it when animals do it i don't like it when it's explosions but i love it when it's an earthquake i don't really like it when it's a twister like twister is a good disaster movie but it stresses me out i have never watched it again i like the twister ride but the twister movie i don't, I don't like tornadoes i think tornadoes are so scary when i lived in kansas scary. i was stressed the entire two years i was living there. <laughs> Any second, a twister is going to show up. Literally. This is nothing but plains. There's no hills. There's no <laughs> mountains. There's no bodies of water. Nothing but dust and dirt so, and corn. I think tornadoes are so scary. I think they that is scary. the scariest one. Like, a hurricane is pretty bad, too. But I think tornadoes are just really, really, I just find them very scary. So, Twister, I watched. I liked it. But I also thought it was scary. Um, so, I just have not really revisited it. Um, but, like, I love a good earthquake movie. I think earthquakes are scary in real life, but I also think they're a little cool. Sometimes I watch, like, footage of real earthquakes. Like, I've seen the Northridge earthquake documentary. Because, like, there's, like, a morbid fascination about it. I'm like, this is so scary. And what would I even do in a situation like this? But I also mm. want to see, like, it causes so much destruction. It's, like... Not that it's cool, but it's like, oh my god. And like I like when when you see the earth move, you get like a scale of how powerful it is, or like just the earth in general. It it just feels it makes me realize like the dynamics of the planet that, that we live on. It's I, I don't know. It's just something like like an earthquake or a tsunami, like a giant wave, it's like, holy shit, like that's it's like a sense of awe that's like I'm so scared right now, but this is like it's insane that this can even happen. That kind of feeling. So it's like I can't look away, and I feel like I, I like I enjoy watching that. Not because I'm like a sadistic person that likes seeing people's actual livelihoods get destroyed, but because well, like maybe you do. <laughs> <laughs> In terms of like the real footage of it, but because it's just like it's like. I don't know. Like sometimes people watch footage, like footage of people dying for some reason, or what? Like like the like that show Ways a Hundred Ways to Die or whatever. People watch that show. It was fictional, but people watch that, or they yeah, watch like um like the dash cam videos of like the car accidents. I can't watch any of that stuff. Sometimes I watch the car accident dash cams ones because I hope everyone gets out okay. <laughs> but it's how just you like help people get out okay if you don't watch it and you don't think about it and you're just like everyone is okay always the time. <laughs> i like just watching the russian yourself. ones sometimes like it's like a horse ones. just runs across the road and like or just like people drive like crazy like i would never it, it's like you know you pass by a car accident and there's like a 10 car pileup and you want to look it's like that kind I of don't. i'm like this <laughs> maybe you're see. different but I hopefully someone listening can like i do relate. not see do not hear but i will send you a prayer be safe, be well. 
I don't know. Just just something about because because I also think about like what would I do if I was in that situation? Mm-hmm. How would I escape this? So like hurricanes, tsunamis, earthquakes, those kind of footage I can like handle watching. Like I still like a lot. Of, I still feel like oh my god, I can't believe this. Like what would I do? Like sometimes I'm like oh my god, I would I die if this happened? This is scary. I get scared. But it's it's also like people study that stuff for a reason and like the destructive Mm -hmm. power of it when you remove the human element is like pretty incredible but then when you put the human element it's like oh my god this is so tragic which adds another layer to the interest of like oh my god then you find out how like the government our government doesn't do anything to help those people then you get angry so there's like different layers so so with a disaster movie, it's like it's fictional, it is all fake, and I just get to see like cool special effects. I get to see the world kind of destroy things on like a massive scale, and it is just I find it really fun and cathartic to watch. It is literally I always feel like watching Day After Tomorrow and or 2012 in December or January every single year it's just my winter disaster comfort movie i always watch it like i've literally watched it every single year i just sometimes if i don't feel like putting up through the whole movie because the stories are never very good i'll just look up like the disaster scenes and i'll just like watch that so and then and then when i watch the movie i try to imagine and strategize like okay if i'm here how would i get out what would i do what do i need to do in case this actually happens in real life I need to get a flying license, spoiler alert, that's what I need to get, or potentially like a kayak or a nuclear submarine. That's how I will get out of here alive. (laughs) A nuclear submarine, I'm glad we can just pick that up at the local car dealership. Right? It's just like, sometimes when I watch those movies, I think about like, okay, if this happened, how did these people survive, and how, how will that determine my strategy for surviving? So that's also, it's mostly for the disaster porn and also for like helping me think about what would I do if something like this happened because they're so realistic um yeah and then the stories are usually so bad so it gives me like something I can get angry about which like I have to get angry about something at least once a month um or (laughs) (laughs) in like a safe controlled manner it's just I just enjoy watching those sorts of disaster movies 2012 what do you think happens 2012 years ago (laughs) (laughs) the mayans created their calendar and they stopped at 2012 because they realized it was the end of the world flash forward 2012 you know 2011 years a bunch of white people just living their life doing their thing it's New Year's Eve. And everyone's like, yeah, it's New Year's Eve. Yeah, 2012 is going to be the best year ever. I do not remember 2012. I don't remember if it was good or not, but whatever. Continuing on. And it's like, they're counting down like the ball is dropping on like New Year's Eve or whatever. And there's just one guy who's like, Haha, did you hear that the Mayan calendar ends in 2012? I think maybe like the end of the world. And I was like, Josh, you're so funny. And like, oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, totally. The end of the world, you're right. And anyway, they like make out on New Year's Eve <laughs> as the ball drops. <laughs> There's none of these people are John Cusack. Okay. <laughs> so then it's like, yeah, the end of the world, whatever. But as soon as it's 2012, they do like that Earth satellite thing where it's like beep, 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 And all this stuff is happening. I don't know. Maybe there's like an asteroid or something coming to Earth. And then uh, <laughs> I'm just, 
I'm just making stuff up. And so then, anyway, back in our beautiful suburbs of America, John Cusack and his family are just living their lives. And maybe the kid is like, hey, did you hear about that 2012 thing? The dad is, John Cusack is like, no, son, you're crazy. Anyway, all these little disasters start to happen. Like, maybe there's a hurricane. Maybe there's, like, a twister. Maybe there's, like, a, a tsunami. Like, all these little things are happening, and they start getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And there's probably, like, a giant earthquake or something in the town where John Cusack's family is at. And so then we have to, like, follow John Cusack and his family as they try to survive. Oh, 2012! And then aliens come at the end. No. <laughs> And it was the aliens the whole time. <laughs> the aliens part isn't true, but that's what I think. That's what you think movie. happens. Okay. I think that's a good prediction. Um, there's some things that are correct. There are some things that are unfortunately incorrect. 100% <laughs> correct. I've got 100% on this. The The vibe is, is pretty like 85% there. The, the general vibe of it. Although it sounds like you're describing um, the beginning of Independence Day with the New Year's ball dropping. I've like, never <laughs> seen Independence Day. I've only seen the beginning, but I'm like, doesn't that happen in Independence Day? I don't know. <laughs> it does remind me, though, that I also don't like asteroid disaster movies and I don't like volcano disaster movies because I don't like people melting. <laughs> and I don't like people being vaporized. I was so. going to say, you don't necessarily melt when you get hit by lava. Have you not heard about Pompeii? <laughs> Yeah, you either get vape. No, no, no. Like if you fall into a volcano, you'll oh, melt. Oh, if you fall into a volcano. <laughs> I like how your idea of a volcano disaster, disaster movie is you fall into a volcano, not the volcano coming out after you. <laughs> it happens in the movie Volcano, which is set in Los Angeles, and I really want to watch it because I love when I recognize where the movie's at. Places, but someone, yeah. Yeah, someone falls into the magma underneath. Like there's a volcano in the La Brea Tar Pits. And they fall into it. I haven't seen it yet, though, because I, like, saw parts of it on TV and I was kind of scarred. Um, and people get, like, boiled alive. I don't know if I want to watch that or not. So, and I don't like asteroids because, again, vaporizing. Okay, well. But they bring the ass. Hey! hey! Okay. Good Let me you. find a trailer for you oh, to yeah. watch. Wink at me. Wink at me. Wink at me. I'm, I'm really excited to tell you about this movie this movie is terrible but i really like it <laughs> i'm gonna give you the shorter one the Go. following preview has been approved for all audiences by the motion picture association of america columbia these flies uh-oh is this guy is this an old mind guy well a young mind guy He's delivering the news. Oh no, he's like Tibetan. <laughs> I was gonna say, he's what, not the, mine. what the hell does this have to do with two, 2012? Prepare six billion people. For the end of the world? Question mark? Uh oh. Why is the ocean coming over the mountains of Tibet? <laughs> I don't know. I think you'd need more than that little uh, bell. <laughs> to warn people that they're dead already. Those guys in there are dead. Dude, that's so cool. They wouldn't. You can't prepare for the end of the world. You just die. Mm. 2012. Wait, that was it? I guess that was the first. Okay, let me. Let's give you the second. Find trailer. out the truth. 
That Google was like search. the first. 2012. <laughs> I'm going to go Google search. How about the 2000 trailer? Number, two, number two. Sure. Let's watch the number two one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Okay, go. Funny. The following preview. This came out in 2009. Yeah. Mankind's earliest civilization warned us. Here you're mine. Yeah, here we go. This day would come. This mass suicide appears to the Mayan calendar, which predicts the end of time to occur on the. Oh, no, not trying, Jesus! <laughs> this year. Oh, my God, the birds. Oh, I remember this trailer. John Cusack. Oh, it's that little kid. He goes up to be a bigger kid in movies I don't <laughs> care about. Can you imagine just... Oh, that's awful. I hate all of this. That poor hot fireman. No! <laughs> Not the Sistine Chapel! I don't care about Capitol Hill. Well, I guess I do. <laughs> After yesterday, I do. Oh, no. Black president, yeah! <laughs> Don't look outside the window, we gotta be in the air until we run out of fuel. Everything is on fire. That city's falling to the ocean. I bet that's New York, isn't it? Huh? The government? Giraffe! So when do we let the people know? We don't, she would tell EJ4. Wasn't it also decided the people have the right to fight for their lives? Yes, they do! He's my hero. Sorry, John Cusack. What? That's so stupid. I love it. <laughs> Was that the Eiffel Tower? No! I just listened to a podcast about the Eiffel Tower. Oh, all the people on that plane are dead, or they should be dead. That poor Tibetan monk. That falling is okay. Okay. Are they making out? In the water? <laughs> You're dying. Now is not the time for romance. Or is it? Yeah, get wrecked. America. John F. Kennedy coming for your ass. How could you hate this? How could you hate it? 2012. This November, find out the truth. I'm gonna go search 2012. <laughs> Google search 2012. <laughs> well, the first search is the movie. <laughs> is 2012 a true story? <laughs> the movie 2012 had an excellent box office of 706. I don't know why I said that weird. 769.7 million in the United States. The movie was based on the ancient Mayan phenomenon that December 21st, 2012 on their calendar is the end of the world. The planet would be destroyed because the solar flares and killed all the people on Earth. So yes, it's a true story. <laughs> Does everyone die in 2012 movie? Monzi, I have to tell you this. You're looking up spoilers. Did Tamara die? Is 2012 unrealistic? In the movie 2012, it is. Don't get me wrong, the movie wasn't entirely 
all unrealistic, just a character plot-wise. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. Okay, okay, okay. No, 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 no. Do you want to revise any of what you think happens based on the two okay. trailers we saw? All right. So, uh, <laughs> 2012 years ago, <laughs> the Mayans were like, oh, the end of the world, 2012. Okay. Flash forward 2012 years. We're not going to 2011 years. 2012 years. Big changes. <laughs> um, John Cusick and his family are going on a nice little road trip or whatever. And then that's when the end of the world happens. And the rest of the world is like, hey, all these Mayans, all these non-ancient Mayans, they're now people now in Mayans, have all killed themselves because <laughs> the calendar said that they were all going to die. So they did that thing. Mm-hmm. And so then it looks like either the U.S. government or all the governments have come up with, like, some weird program to, like, build... I'm assuming, like, an ark, because I saw the giraffe, like, their mm-hmm. own little Noah's Ark. And they're trying to get all these survivors on there, but, of course, it's almost impossible to get all the survivors on these arcs, mm-hmm. or the ark or whatever, because all these disasters are happening. So even as they try to get there, like, on the plane or whatever, like, right? Like, whole cities are falling over. But... If you build the Ark, where are you going to put the Ark? In the ocean? Are you sending it to space? Anyway. Oh my god, did they go to space? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm so bad. It's so stupid. But You're yeah, so I invested. I love it. <laughs> Alright, yeah, alright. So that's what I think happens. Um, okay. Also, maybe maybe John Cusack is, like, divorced from his wife. And so there's, like, that whole ex-wife thing. So it's, like, him with his kids, and they're like, what about our mom? So they have to go back for the mom, and they bring the mom, and the mom is like, uh, we're so divorced. And <laughs> But through the whole thing, they're like, but maybe we can fall in love again because um, the world is ending or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe she just wants to go to, like, Bone Town. Um, is that a phrase? <laughs> is that what you sexual beings say? <laughs> Bone Town. Bone Town. I think that's a phrase. Bone Zone. Pound Town. I was thinking of Pound Town. I, I was like, Bone Town doesn't sound right, but it doesn't sound not the right. So I'm just either. gonna say yes. Before the Bone Zone is fun, though. I'm gonna start saying that now. The Bone Zone. Take me to the. Bone I've heard. Zone. I've heard Bone Zone. I don't know from where, but I've heard it before. I've heard That's Bozo. Can... Nah, I can... not Bozo. Bone Zone. Yeah. And in the end, they all make it. Like, maybe they thought the kids were going to die, but one of the kids got, like, trapped under, like, rock or rubble or something, and they're like, Dad, he's like, no, I'm not going to leave you, but Dad, you got to... No, son! No! I'm not leaving you behind! And then he saves them, and then it looks like maybe he's going to be trapped or die or whatever. Except some stupid, like, well, I was going to say stupid, but Chibata Iguji of like, comes around and he's like, I got you! And he saves John Cusack and they all make it on the arc. If Chibata Iguji of dies, I'm going to be mad. All right. Okay. You ready to find out if he dies or not? Oh my god, he dies. <laughs> he dies! <laughs> so, I'm going to try to tell this from my memory, but I have the plot just okay. in case. Okay. Okay. So. I should have. I should have made. Popcorn. Just, just okay. for the details. So, unfortunately, we do not have the Mayans two thousand and twelve years ago. Two thousand and twelve years ago. 
we don't have that. Instead, we start, this movie was made in 2009. We start in 2009. So we start in 2009 and for his character, um, who does he play? What's this guy's name? Adrian Helmsley. He's like a geologist. Okay. He visits India. Okay, so first of all, here's another reason why I love this movie. It is a comedy. So it's not intending to be a comedy, but it is. Because who's directing it? Roland Emmerich. And Roland Emmerich is what? The king of subtlety, and I mean that sarcastically. It is fantastic. The movie opens up. He is in India, and it's, like, raining. And he's, like, in the cab. And then there's, like, this shot is of, like... dancing in the cab? No, Why no, no, no. Do that? He's, he's just in the cab. <laughs> he's, he's in the in cab. The cab. <laughs> he's in the cab talking. It's like, hey, um, so, like, the... There's, like, this kid, the kid of the Indian geologist that he's visiting. Or the, I think that he's, like, a physicist, astrophysicist, that he's visiting. Okay. Um, yeah, he visits this astrophysicist, his friend, in India. And the astrophysicist's son is, like, playing with a toy boat. Um, and it's raining. And oh, when the and cab, he goes out the thing. Yeah, when okay. the cab, like, drives by... The boat is like in the water, and that it topples over. It capsizes. I'm like, wow, the foreshadowing. Oh my god, it's it's really funny when it on the repeat viewing of it. So it's like, oh no, the this boat capsized. I wonder if that will happen later. Um, so then Adrian's like, ah, it's like just talking to him. Um, just like really basic screenwriting stuff. And then they like. <laughs> go they they go to like this underground kind of lab sort of thing and it's near this mine which is supposed to be like the one of the deepest mines in the world and so it goes down really really deep but it just it's it's just so hot and they're like why is it so hot blah 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 like they have to bring like ice or whatever to like keep themselves cool and everything and the astrophysicist shows him um, he's like, yeah, these, it's never been this, like, sometimes it gets even hotter than this. Like, we have to keep everything cool down here. A computer's cool like this. It's never been this hot before. It's just, exp- it's, it just keeps going higher and higher. Um, and he shows him this well, which goes even further down, close, even further down the Earth's crust. And the when they open the thing, the water in the well is, like, boiling. So it's like, oh, my God, why is it doing this? What is the answer, you ask? neutrinos from a solar flare are basically microwaving the earth so it's heating up the core of the earth and because the core gets hotter and hotter it destabilizes the crust so like things are gonna like the whole it's it's basically like microwaving the earth so the top part starts crusting over and whatever there's a theory for it um i'm trying to figure out what it earth crust displacement that's like this hypothesis, um, which it, it basically suggests that that if the mantle and everything that like is in the middle of the earth starts like liquefying, that the stuff on top is just gonna start floating around and is gonna cause these huge problems for everybody and like the poles will shift and whatever. So Helmsley goes to Washington DC and he meets the chief of staff, Carl Anhuser, which is that like bulldog looking white guy. Um, and he's like, I have something I need to tell you right now. And he's like, he's like at a, like a charity event. So he has like borrow like these clothes to show up and he pulls the whole, like, 
I didn't fly all the way from India just for you to ignore me. You need to talk to me right now. It's important. And the guy's like, okay, geez, fine. Well, let's talk. Like, so then they talk and the guy reads it and he's like, holy shit. Yeah. Who do you work for? And he's like, oh, it's like, well, you work for us now. You work for the president. So they know now. The president now. Yeah, so now they know, like, the Earth is probably going to go through these irreversible changes that is going to cause devastating oh, they need loss time of life. to build the arcs, which is why it starts in 2009. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so now the U.S. government knows, and the U.S. government calls, like, in 2010, the president um, calls the other world leaders and tells them, like, hey... We've been researching this. We found out about what's going on. The neutrinos. Humanity is going to like be super, super challenged. We need to work on this big project. And it is the ARCs. So they everybody agrees to do this secret project of building these ships. And they're working on the timeline that um, Helmsley has like given them. And they're researching it. They, they have like a projected, we think it's going to take this amount of time. And it should be enough to build nine arcs, which is capable of carrying 100,000 people. So they're going to try to save almost a billion people, which is still, like, not a lot of people, but they're like, there's yeah. just no possible way we way, can completely yeah. avoid loss of life. So we're going to save as many people as we can. So we're, we're at least, like, one out of six we're going to be able to save. So they start doing this. And then, and then so they have, like, this meeting. And then we cut to this kind of like remote mountain area in China and you see like the Chinese government is telling everybody like you have to move you have to move if you can't work you need to leave we're going to take you somewhere else we're working on like a they, they tell them that they're making like a dam or something so that's why they're evacuating them okay um and then like the monk there, there's like a guy who's a monk named Tenzin and he has a brother and they're escorting like their grandparents. So the grandparents are like, where are we going? Why are they making us leave? And he's like, I don't know. I don't know. So the monk is leaving with them, but his brother is there. His brother knows how to weld. And the brother's like, I'm going to come find you like later. And they're asking like everybody, like who knows how to work? Who knows how to do this? Who knows how to whatever? And the guy's like, well, I know how to weld. So they're like looking for people to work on this dam project, but actually it is the ARC project is being done in China. Um, so, oh no, Nima is the monk and the brother's name is Tenzin. So then you also see a scene where this like business guy goes to like this like Arabian prince and he's like telling him about what's going on and is like, you can buy tickets for this thing. And the guy is like, well, I have a big family and a billion dollars is a lot of money. And the guy's like, well, it's a billion dollars per seat. So it's like, if you want to save yourself, you can buy tickets for a billion dollars. Um, and they're like, presumably going to a bunch of rich people selling yeah. tickets. Of course, yeah. Yeah, under the table, selling tickets for a billion dollars each to, to guarantee spots here. And then in 2011, you see, like, they're in the Louvre and they swap out um, the Mona Lisa and we see Thandi Newton and her boss, and they're kind of talking in French with each other about, like, oh, no one will know that it's, like, the fake, but the real one. They think, because they kind of know what's going on, but they think, because um, she's the first daughter. She's you, you realize later she's the president's daughter. So she knows oh, okay. the world is kind of, like, sort <clears throat> of ending or whatever, but they don't they don't know the specifics of it. So they think they're keeping her for safekeeping. They're like, we're, we're hiding 
the um the paintings for safekeeping just in case you know of whatever so they're kind of in on it but they don't know the whole story now we skip to 2012 and like during this whole thing they have like a date and a date and a date in 2012 so now we're in california manhattan beach california john cusack is jackson curtis and he's like kind of a failed science fiction author he still has a bunch of unsold books in his house and like he wakes up and he's like shit 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 which i love when that's the first thing a character says um he's like i have to go like pick up my kids they have like a camping trip that they're supposed to be doing so he like runs off to go get them but like the car won't really start so he has to like use the limo because he's a limo driver um that's like his actual job so he has to go pick up his kids to go on this camping trip because his ex-wife is a straight yep hey. ex-wife she's like dating they they live in like where do they live i think they live in um i want to say they live in like brentwood they live in like somewhere in west la not manhattan beach but like brentwood mm-hmm. westwood that kind of area near ucla that's where mm-hmm. they live. I've spent an inordinate amount of time trying to figure out where they are in Los Angeles and where things are <laughs> happening. But anyways, so they're like there. He goes to pick them up. They're like in the nice suburby area of L.A. I'm like, these houses are all worth a million dollars, but okay, go off. Her like new husband, Gordon, bonds better with the son than John Cusack does. The daughter is younger and she like wears these hats to make her feel safe and she still wets the bed um because problems and (laughs) and like the the boy is like doesn't really want to go and he's kind of surly whatever he likes gordon a lot more gordon is like a plastic surgeon um that's why they can afford a million dollar house that's how they can afford the house so they go off um and they go on their camping trip to yellowstone and the the mom tells um her ex-husband like be present, don't be on your computer the whole time. They've been really looking forward to this, you know? So it's like, okay. And he's like, yeah, I know, I know. So they drive off to Yellowstone. And then while they go there, um, they kind of hear on the radio some kind of like conspiracy theory stuff. And like, we've already seen some footage of like the Mayans, this mass suicide, whatever, like kind of setting the Uh tone for that. And they hear on the news, um, Woody Harrelson, who plays this kind of conspiracy theorist or whatever, he's like, yo, this is what's going on. Like, there's this <laughs> and that. He's like, connecting the dots, blah, 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 all this stuff. Um, so they go to Yellowstone, but then, and he tries to, like, take them to, like, this lake. But the but lake is, no, the lake is gone. He's like, well, your mother and I used to go here all the time, but it's just totally gone. And it's just like, there are these, it's like kind of boarded off by the military and there's these dead animals and they're like oh it smells what's going on the military like sees them and then like woody harrelson's like in the woods like watching them and just being weird (laughs) and eating like a pickle i'm like what is wrong with you i know the military comes get them they're like hey you're not supposed to be here we'll escort you off and then john cusack's like what's going on here like what what's what's going on why is there why is there tape over here blah 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 and then like you see the geologist is there and he's like oh let me go talk to the civilians um because they're doing research there and then the geologist is like he he's like oh i'll escort you but he somehow sees the id of the guy and he's like wait you're jackson curtis the jackson curtis i read the your book jackson curtis <laughs> only one of you failed i hear you drive limos for a living now 
he doesn't know all that but he's like oh i read your book i really liked your book and he says some bullshit about like do you really think that like humanity will come together and help us out in the end of the world and he's like yeah because otherwise what what, then we're not human like some bullshit dialogue i'm like all right whatever so then they have like this moment that becomes important in the end kareen it becomes important in the end everyone is trying to save everyone yeah so they're like they have like this cool moment and then they leave but then um John Cusack keeps thinking about like what's going on and he tunes into the radio show but then he realizes that the host of the radio show is in the campgrounds and the RV right across from him Woody Harrelson is here in Yellowstone National Park so he goes over and he like knocks on the door and starts talking to him and Woody Harrelson's like yo there's like a co- there's a whole conspiracy man the world is literally ending and John Cusack's like wouldn't they tell us if that was the case he's like no because there would be mass panic but they're building something they're building like spaceships or something that like people are going to be on and and, and like John Cusack's like okay like whatever like yeah I'll, I'll buy some tickets and Woody's like no 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 like it's not for you and me it's like only the richest of the rich people can get on here like it's not for people like us we're all gonna die it's this whole conspiracy and he pulls down this map showing different people who have like mis- died under mysterious circumstances who are trying yeah. to whistleblow and then uh, John Cusack's like, wait, I know this guy. He helped me with my earth displacement theory when I was doing research for my book because his book kind of goes into that. He's like, this guy helped me with this. And he's like, yeah, but like he's dead now. It's kind of weird, huh? And then like before the scene happens, <laughs> the museum director, he like calls the president's daughter and he's like, they lied to us. She's not in the mountain. She's going somewhere. Like the painting is going somewhere else. They stole all of it. It's not in the mountains like what we thought. Um, there's like this whole thing but she's having a hard time hearing him and there's like this other car like kind of behind him and he like goes into this tunnel and she's like I can't hear you like what what are you saying and he's like trying to talk to her but then his car blows up and he dies in like the same tunnel that princess Diana died in apparently so then (laughs) that's a conspiracy man (laughs) so like he kind of died knew she knew about 2012 right so then so and also that night while this is happening um the ex-wife and her husband are grocery shopping at like a Vons or an Albertson or wherever in um in Westwood and the plastic surgeon guy is like you always get weird whenever your ex-husband gets around she's like I don't know what you're talking about and he's like I want to make a baby and she's like we can't make a baby in the grocery store he's like but I want a family and she's like oh and he's like I feel like there's just something between us I'm like this is This is why the movies are hilarious because Roland Emmerich does not know subtlety. When he says, I just feel like there's something like while they're having this conversation, like there's this big crack coming towards them. Like you see like the, one of the shopping carts kind of like roll over in the parking lot. And then like one of the car alarms go off and this crack is moving towards the grocery store. And then like some lady looks and her shopping carts rolling and a can rolls and the crack is moving across like the, the floor. And they're like, holding hands and he's like i just feel like there's something coming between us and the crack comes in between them and the store like there's a giant earthquake that happens and they both have to let go and hold on to a pole on the other side they're like hold on don't let go and the crack just becomes bigger and bigger and bigger so the earth literally pulls them apart like yes there is something between you metaphorical and literal there is an earthquake and it just destroyed your entire grocery store i'm like this is so cheesy but okay <laughs> so the next day the their kid they're trying to get like mosquito bite ointment or whatever 
and because they forgot to get that and they're supposed to go hiking but they see footage of the giant earthquake and the boy's like oh hey that's our grocery store that's my english teacher on tv talking right now and then he gets like a phone call from his mom and he's like mom wants us home like right now which to me i'm like if there's an earthquake right where you were living and your kids are in a place where there is no earthquake why would you want your kids to come to (laughs) i want all my children to be in danger I want to throw them into the hole that the earthquake made. (laughs) Right. Because the thing between us is actually my other children. We can't have a family (laughs) until it's just us because my children aren't your family, sir. Oh my goodness. I to throw you into this chasm. Chasm? I don't know. Doesn't matter. The hole. So anyway, so now they have to cut their trip short. So they have to drive back. um, And I think right before they leave... Uh, let me see. Da, 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 da. They, um, Woody Harrelson kind of mentions that, like, if you, like, it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. Like, he keeps telling him, he's like, you need, you need to get away from here. You need to get far away from Yellowstone. You need to get away from California. You just need to go because, like, you just need to escape while you still can because things are about to get really ugly. And he's like, okay, like, I guess, whatever. And, like, Jackson also sees, like, like there's, like, a video that explains the Earth's displacement theory that Woody mm-hmm. Harrelson made, um, which kind of, like, goes into the whole, like, what I explained at the beginning. So, he drives them home, and while he's driving them home, um, because that earthquake was so huge, they're like, like, what the fuck? Like, what, what is going on here? And the geologist um, gets, like, a phone call or whatever from the Indian guy and it's like, yo, like, things are getting, there. things are going escalating. way too, escalating, yes, way, way faster than we thought it was, like, the, the schedule is wrong, things are going, it's worse than we thought, and now, they thought they still had, like, a few years, mm-hmm. um, but now they only have, like, three days, it's, it's, like, hugely, like, what the hell, like, this was your schedule, you told us that it was gonna be this, and, like, now you're telling us that, that it's wrong, and he's like, yeah, I was wrong, I'm sorry, but, like, it's just, it, it's just not working, like, I don't know what to geology, tell you. Geology, not rocket science? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, things are escalating, there's that giant earthquake, there's, like, all this shit is happening, like, shit, shit's happening, basically, so they're like, okay, and the geologist tells the Indian guy, like, look, I'm going to call for an escort to come get you. That way you can, you and your family will be safe. You need to evacuate and get out right now. And then he's got, like, thank you. Like, we're, we're going to leave. So, and then they're also telling the president this, like, we have, we have to start evacuating now. And the president is like, okay. And so he, like, the, all the people who bought tickets, they, they start getting the evacuation order, like the, mm-hmm. the kind of thing. There's like this big Russian guy who goes to like this underground boxing match and he's like, Yuri, my son, I killed a man, da, 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 whatever. <laughs> and he's like okay. hyping him up for the, for the boxing. And he's like, okay, you came. I can't believe you came. He's like, yeah, I came. And he has like this hot girlfriend with like a dog. And she's like, ah. and then, so the guy is like standing there watching, but then he gets like the text message on his phone flashing and so he leaves and like the boxer sees him leave and he gets knocked out and then the girlfriend like follows after him she's like Yudi, Yudi, and then they, they like go so then this guy calls um jackson to be like i need you i need you get a limo pick up my kids drive to airport okay good yes very good and he's like okay yeah i'm, I'm doing that so he drops the kids off he gets in the limo he he goes to get the kids they're like these 
two Russian twins, basically, in this big, beautiful house in what I presume is Beverly Hills. Um, and he's late. And they're like, Jackson, you're late. Blah, 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 blah. Like, be careful. Stop dropping things on me. Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, like throwing shit into the car. And he's like, we just need to go. Like, I don't care. And they're like, whatever. You're horrible. And then he finally drives them to the airport. And I think he like accidentally drops something on their toe again. They're like, ah. and then one of the kids shouts when they're boarding like this private plane, like this small plane. Um, like, you know, you might laugh at us because he calls them like bastards and they overhear. It's like, you might think they might laugh, but we have the last joke because we are going to go on a ship and we are going to live and you are going to die. So they tell him this and he's like, oh, like these kids wouldn't just pull this out of their ass out of, out of nothing. And he thinks about what Woody Harrelson was saying. And he was like, oh my God, like, wait, they're all in a plane. They, they go into, like, a tiny plane. They're, they go to, like, Santa Monica Airport, which is, like, a smaller airport, to go onto a private, like, a like a little itty-bitty little private plane. Okay, yeah. I get the Russians. Yeah. How did John, John Cusack get there? He drove to the airport. Nothing has happened yet. So he just drove to the airport to drop them off. Because... Oh, okay. He's he dropping the kids them. off at the airport so they can get go to LAX to go to the family. So they can go somewhere to, to go get onto, like, the big plane. Yeah. Okay. I was like, how did they get on? Okay. Yeah, he drives, sorry. He drives them to, like, this little airport. They get on there. And he's like, oh, and then when he's thinking about this, an earthquake happens. Of course. So he's like, oh, my mm-hmm. God. And so it happens, and then it kind of, like, stops, and he's like, all right, like, we need, I, I think it was, like, a tremor or whatever. He, he just starts thinking, like, oh, my God, I, I need, we need to get out now. Like, these kids are telling me they're going on a big ship. That's exactly what the other guy said. It's corroborating. Shit's about to go down. There's a giant earthquake yesterday. We need to go. So he tells the airplane attendant there, because there's a guy there. He's like, hey, can you fly a plane? And the guy's like, yeah, I can fly a plane. And he's like, okay, well, like, I need you to fly a plane for me later. I'm going to grab my family and come back. Um, for now, I'll give you my watch. It's a nice watch. Like, my publisher gave it to me. Like, just a whole, I'll, I'll pay you with this for now, but I'm going to come back, and then we'll, we'll fly the plane. The guy's like, okay, sure, whatever. So <laughs> That guy's super chill. Yeah. Okay. And then he, John Cusack, starts driving, like, as fast as he can over back, all the way back to Westwood or whatever. And his family's just, like, having breakfast or having pancakes. He's calling them. And he's like, you need to get out of the house now. I am coming over. I have a plane. Like, you, we need to leave Los Angeles, like, right now. And the lady's like, what are you talking about? We're having pancakes. They have karate. We're doing our regular thing. He's like, no, you need to leave right now. And she's like, you sound crazy. Like, whatever. Like, I'm not going to deal with this. Arnold this is why we got divorced, John Cusack. Literally. Arnold Schwarzenegger's on TV and he's talking about the earthquake that happened like the last night and he's like, yeah, he's like, I think the worst has happened. Like, we should be fine. It's okay. Blah, blah, blah. But then like, right when he finishes talking, the earthquake happens. earthquake. Yeah. Yeah. This is the big, the big earthquake. So like, it looks like he's kind of like hit or whatever on the TV. The earthquake's happening. They go under the table. John Cusack finally pulls up and he's like outside and he's like yelling at them to come to come to the car. He like comes to the house and he's like, you need to go. We need to go. They're like, no, I think we're going to stay here. He's like, get out. It's a PG-13 movie. He drops the F word. He's like, get out of the fucking house right now. So they finally leave. They get into the car and there's like the house like caves in right after they they get out of the house. They get into the car. They can't even like close the car door because like there's a giant crack already behind them so he's just going so he's got the whole family and the the new husband in the car and they're just driving and john cusack is just 
Pedal to the metal, just GTA, just <laughs> driving as fast as he can while LA literally just breaks. And it is one mm. of my favorite scenes because the seat, like it's, it's. I just like the destruction that happens. It's just well done. Like it's, there's a lot of really sad stuff. Like this, like old. They get, like, stuck behind this old lady's car, and it's, like, these two, like, old ladies are driving, and he's, like, stuck, and, like, oh, my God, we're gonna get, like, we're gonna fall into the sinkhole that's coming towards us, so he manages to get onto the other side, but then something happens where, like, the road, like, pops up, and then the lady is, like, crash into it, and it's sad, um, but then they just, like, LA just breaks around them like at one point gordon is like take the freeway it'll be faster to get to santa monica and the freeway is just falling apart and cars are falling off the freeway it's broken the giant like caught like donut thing is like rolling around people are running around everywhere and so they finally get to santa monica airport but the the guy who flies the planes is dead he's just on the ground he's wearing the watch he's dead so like oh my god we, we need we need a pilot we don't like that was our pilot we don't have a pilot and then the wife is like, oh, Gordon knows how to fly. And Gordon's like, I've had two lessons. I don't know how to fly. And they're like, well, now you're going to fly us. And Gordon's like, oh, I don't know how to fly. So well, you have to. So they get into the plane um, and they they manage to take off and they they fly off. And now, but then now the plane isn't high enough to like, to, to, to avoid the skyscrapers. So they're like flying through basically like downtown LA and like the buildings are falling over. At one point they're, the, the, the earth is just like rising up and they're flying at like the level, like where the new underground used to be. That's where you see like the train, like the met, the red line just like comes out and just, poof, and like people are falling, people in the offices are falling out of their offices. Everything's, this everything's breaking it's I hate this. it's great and then they it's not great i have great fear of falling off of someplace fall tall or something tall falling on me <laughs> which is why i don't like disaster movies <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it honestly like the sound design is really effect there's no music it's mm. just it's it's just everything that's happening so it feels very, very real. And even though it is like one of my favorite scenes, when I watch it, I still feel really uncomfortable because it's just so stressful. It's like, there, there's no music. It's just literally what you would hear if, if you were going through that. It's just screaming and cars honking and crashing and breaking and just everything. And they finally, they finally escape. They're up in the sky. They're safe. And I'm sitting here thinking like, okay, well, if I'm in the valley... I'd be okay because this is all like Southern, like West LA and like downtown LA. Maybe I'd be okay if I'm up in the mountains. No, LA sinks into the ocean. (laughs) Good, let's get rid of it. We don't need it. So I'm like, all right, doesn't matter where, like literally like just Southern California just sinks into the ocean. It's just like up and then just sinks. So I'm like, oh, so I'm just fucked no matter, no matter where. I just need to not be in California. So they... They fly to, because it's, it's just a tiny plane, so they fly to Yellowstone to get, um, to, to get fuel. And um, John Cusack, is, this is like one of my least favorite scenes. He's like, I need to get, we don't know where the boats are, where the ships are, but I know a guy who probably has the maps. And I'm like, why didn't you just grab a map originally, even if you didn't believe him? Like, why now you have to go back to Yellowstone to go get a map, and Yellowstone's about to blow. So he goes into the car with his daughter, 
in the RV because like the the RV's there, but Woody Harrelson isn't in the RV. And instead of just searching through the RV to try to find maps, they're like, we're gonna go find him, tell him how to find the maps, and then we'll go look for it. I'm like, you could save we so much hire time. Woody Harrelson just for us not to see him. Okay. <laughs> it's just like why, like just just look. He's got labels everywhere. Like you just get your whole family in there looking for maps or whatever. Anyway, so they drive the RV all the way up to where the guy is, and he's like at the top of Yellowstone where old so he can look at old faithful which is the volcano and he's like he's the guy's like broadcasting about how he's gonna watch it and blah 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 blah. and he's you know he's just broadcasting the end of the world basically and john cusack shows up and he's like where are the maps and the guys tell him where the maps are and like the birds fly out so it's like oh it's about to happen and lo and behold like you just like you see where old faithful is which is like this kind of like small hole and then like the ground around it like bubbles up and bubbles up Mm. and then just So now we get a volcano. So volcano happens, and now John Cusack, yeah, and then now John Cusack has to like dry outrun the volcano and like the pyroclastic flow, which oh, I I I spent a deep dive reading about people who died from volcanoes. That was not very fun. Um, so I'm like, you gotta Jesus. you gotta get out of the pyroclastic flow. You gotta get out. I don't know how they didn't get like hit by the shock wave because that itself could have killed you. Like the family's just like watching from the airport. I don't know. Whatever. It's not realistic. So Woody Harrelson gets like hit by one of the volcano like things, and then the like the they're driving and somehow missing all the fireballs that the volcano is throwing they get onto the plane they like the dad almost doesn't get onto the plane but then he because he's got the maps and it looks like he falls but then he climbs back up and he's chasing after the plane and he gets pulled onto the plane and they fly off so it's like okay so now they they're like okay we have a map where do we have to go and he's like well we have to go to china but before we can go to china we need a bigger plane so they fly to Las Vegas airport and the the sky is red here and they go over there and we see the Russian family. They land the plane, they see the Russian family and the Russian guy is like, no, I have plane here. Needs We need to go. We need to fly. I have plane here, blah, blah, blah. I think the Russian guy is in Las Vegas and he wanted his kids to fly to him so that they could mm. take off in Las Vegas. Okay. And he's got like a pilot. Yeah. So, but then the the people in the airport are like, no, you can't leave. Like, there's so much going on right now. Like, the world is ending. Like, you're crazy to try to take off or whatever. John Cusack runs into them. Um, I don't remember exactly how, but... Oh, 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 I remember. The the pilot, he's the Russian guy's pilot. It's like, okay, I have the plane, but, like, I need my co-pilot. I can't fly the plane by myself. And then they're all like, oh, Gordon can fly. And Gordon's like, okay, no, I could barely fly the last thing. You're asking me to fly like a 747. I cannot, like, no, I'm not a co-pilot. They're like, yes, you are. You're a co-pilot. Like, just just fly the damn plane so so that way we can get onto the plane. Yeah, goddammit, Gordon, play. Figure it out. I'm like, Gordon, the end of the world is happening. No one cares that you don't have qualifications. Like, anyways. So they managed to get onto the airplane and the the Russian guy's just treating him like a co-pilot and he has to like fly this plane by himself. He's like, I don't know what I'm doing, but but they, they do it. The flight control is like, stop, stop. But then like the pyroclastic flow from Yellowstone like pushes them out. So now they're escaping the volcano stuff from all the way from Yellowstone. 
um, because it's caught up to them and just Las Vegas gets leveled and they're flying and they're like, okay, well, this is like a big plane and it should take us to China, but we do need to make like a stop. We need to make a stop in Hawaii. That was what they wanted to do. But Hawaii has also erupted into volcanoes and is basically there. Of course, there. Hawaii is just volcanoes. Yeah. So they're <laughs> what like, what were you expecting from Hawaii? <laughs> I know. So they're like, okay, we can't do that. Um. Oh, another subplot that's been going on this entire time is the geologist's father works on a cruise ship as like a pianist and so like earlier in the in the movie like they're like boarding the cruise ship but then like this big wave comes up mm. and like people are like oh what's going on they're like oh it's okay so he gets on and like the the father's partner who's like a singer kind of basically some some other guy like the singer who's this white guy who has an estranged relationship with his son which becomes a plot point later um they're like on this cruise ship so and then the sun at this point so the president there's just so much going on there's always like a billion characters president's daughter while all this is happening the president's daughter comes to her she's like daddy we need to talk like my boss just died like what the fuck is going on and he's like all right daughter let me tell you what's going on you (laughs) remind me of your mother and she's like you always tell me that whenever i'm mad he's like well it's true and then he's like he's like your mother and i have the best sex when she was mad (laughs) she's like can we i'd rather i'm gonna go jump off the building so it's he he basically yeah he basically tells her like it's like the end 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 of the world like it is like I the know we end, said, the end or the end end, end it's just end. bad it's just awful <laughs> so then she he tells her and she's like okay and then um the geologist keeps being like when are we gonna tell the people when are we gonna tell the people it's gonna be in three days when are when are we gonna tell people and the chief of staff keeps being like. We'll tell people when we tell people. Like I'm, I'm in charge of the logistics of oh, making sure it he's happens. He's super shady because he sold all the tickets to all the rich people. That's why he's mm. not telling all the people. I fucking hate people. All right, continue. Yeah, he's like, we'll tell people when we tell people. We don't want mass panic. He's like, my job is making sure we still have some form of government after all this goes over. Your job is making sure the science that our timeline is correct. And you've already like kind of fucked up. Like we'll tell people when we tell people. And then the president is having this moral ethical problem and dilemma. And the job just is like i think you should tell people he's like having this moment of the travel because now they're like okay we have to evacuate like now we mm. need to go over so they're waiting on the president and the president's in the chapel and the geologist goes to see him and the president's like you know my wife told me before she died she said i think it should be a lottery i think everyone should have a fair shot at being on one of the boats and the guy was like well you still have time to make things right you can still tell them i think the people need to know and the president's like i know so he doesn't board the evacuation his daughter is like later on the plane she's like daddy where are you and he's like i know you wouldn't have gotten on the plane if i wasn't there and she's like no he's like yeah i just i just need to stay here i need to do what's right so the relative and like the entire time this is happening sometimes they're like everyone leave the room so it's only the important people i'm like you have like staffers here who are helping you and they don't even have tickets to like the ship like they don't know what's going on they're not going on to these boats are you surprised i'm not america (laughs) it's just like oh my god just sits badly with you but anyways so then the president with the rest of the staff that is still there because most of them aren't being evacuated he's like all right i need to make an address to the rest of the people so he tells everybody what's going on he's like the world is ending 
Um, this is what's going on. Because he's like, I just want to give people a chance to say goodbye. Like, some a mother can comfort her child. People can say they love each other. They can, like, at least families can get together and, like, say goodbye and I love you one last time. So it's, like, kind of touching. He's like, I just, I just want people to be able to get closure so they just know what's happening. I feel, I already feel shitty about what's going on. So, like, let me give them this, at least this. Um... So he addresses the nation about, like, I know a lot of shit has been going on. It's because the world is ending. Um, he doesn't tell <laughs> them about, like, the ships. He's just, like, the world's ending. I'm sorry. But, like, this is... And he tries to, like, say, like, a Bible verse or whatever. But then, like, the feed cuts. Um, because, like, just the volcanic ash keeps coming or whatever. Um, so, so then... So... It, like, cuts and people start, like, panicking. And then you hear from the other, like, world leaders that the Italian president is also not going to evacuate. He's decided to, like, just be with his family and pray. And that's where you get the scene in the Vatican where they're all, like, praying at the center of the thing or whatever. And they're praying and then there's, like, a crack and it travels across the top of the Sistine Chapel and then it goes between God's finger and Adam's finger and then it keeps going I'm like oh the symbolism and then the Sistine Chapel kind of like caves in and gets yeah it caves in then starts like just rolling towards people just like because there's like an earthquake or whatever so it, the shit the plates are shifting so it falls over and just like basically kills everybody who was there so they're like the Italian president is no longer with us um what happens in dc oh there's like a mega tsunami yeah so there's just earthquakes and mega tsunamis something happens um there's just like a lot of ash everywhere i don't remember exactly what it was but it was just just something maybe it was the volcanoes like the the cloud from yellowstone finally came to dc and like wiped that out and like hit them or whatever but they're like, he's like trying to help people out because there's like another earthquake or something and then there's like ash and everybody and whatnot. There's like a scene where someone's like, oh, like I can't help you right now because the president's asking him for something because he's trying to help find someone's parent. And the guy's like, oh, I didn't realize you were the president. He's like, no, you're doing a good job. Like you're stressed right now. Like, don't worry about it. I'm just a person at this point. Mm -hmm. um, all this is happening. Meanwhile, Stormy sees out where the geologist's father is. There's like because the geologist told his father what was going on and and so the father has like always known and he tells his dad like i think i think this is it and the guy's like well don't worry about me you know we had a good time i'm just glad you're safe like i'll be okay and then the chief of staff is like we've been wiretapping the phones you're lucky your father knows how to keep his mouth shut like you like you we we, we can't let anyone know so then he real he reveals that they've been silencing anyone who might try to tell people what's been going on so the white house has been intentionally killing any potential whistleblowers you have like this one woman where the guy is like calling his mother who has like alzheimer's and he tells her like i'm gonna call you next week which is clearly like a lie because the world is going to end so you have like some humanizing moment but he's like i'm not telling anybody i know how to keep my mouth shut i have we have to make sure mass panic doesn't happen and I know you've, you've been telling people. You've already got mass panic because the world is falling apart. I know. I don't even know. He's like, we've been tapping the phones. <laughs> we know. Like, that's how we've been able to figure out who's going to tell or whatever. So, blah, 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 blah. Oh, my God. So, they're, like, evac. They're flying over to China to get onto the, the boats and stuff. The monk is kind of talking to, like, his Tibetan monk person or whatever about, like, 
my brother said that they're making ships and I don't they have like some weird conversation and they're drinking European tea for some reason I'm like that tea is opaque it should be clear why is there cream and sugar in the tea the Chinese don't drink tea like that anyways and the the guy gives him car keys so that he can drive his um grandparents to go meet his brother who has said I'm gonna smuggle you onto the boat because I work here um so that's that's all like happening and so they crash land John Cusack and stuff crash land into um China because I guess they were going through a storm and something took out their engines or whatever so they they crash land and the Russian pilot dies and the the girlfriend seems oddly emotionally distressed by it for some reason interesting Um, i wonder why interesting um so like that's happening and then like the chinese i guess military police whatever come by and see them and he's like welcome to the republic of china do you have your green cards do you have your tickets (sighs) roland anyways so he's like do you have your tickets and then the russian guy's like yes i have tickets for three and so it's just him and his two kids. And then the girlfriend's like, why not me, Yudi? Why not me? And he's like, you think I did not know about you and the pilot? And he's like, sorry, like, thanks, but sorry. I can only pay for the three of us. It was a billion per person. And I, we're, we're going, bye. So they're like, what? You're just going to leave us here? It's like, yeah, what else am I supposed to do? So now they're walking around the Chinese wilderness. Like <laughs> <laughs> you're walking wilderness. Okay. And the, but then the truck with the Tibetan monk and his mm. parents come by, and they they're like help us. So then they're like okay, come onto the truck, we'll take you. So they drive them over to like where the thing is. They like kind of secret drive over to where the arcs are. But oh, the other problem is there are only like four arcs that are ready. So they have nine, but because the timeline was much so much shorter, there's half of them they can't even use. They only have like three or four arcs that they they can even use. So those are the only ones that they activated the tickets for for evacuating. And so they're putting people on and like, of course, the government people are already there. But then the geologist, he like goes into the room and he's like, this is just for me? Like, are you kidding me? You could fit 10 people in this room. Like, why aren't you boarding the people down there? who like have tickets and then also like the chief of staff was like we genetically selected people who oh would oh my god eugenics we... eugenics <laughs> i know like what the hell they're like we we had to pick like the best government officials and the top scientists but we also had to pick people who had really good genes that would like ensure the best success of the human race blah 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 blah. and like they have the animals too like the giraffes we have to like keep keep these animals that we want to protect but then the geologist like looks at like some of the people who are clearly just rich people and like yeah. rich old people and he's like they look like they paid their way in and the guy was like yeah how do you think we paid for this project we sold tickets to like private buyers as well so that like we could even pay for this to to begin with because it was such a ridiculous and huge project so it's like oh, okay i guess it's great morality so but then these people who have the tickets can't even like get onto the boat because there's just too much commotion and 
they're getting news that like this giant tsunami is like headed their way. So they're like, I, we don't have time to evacuate these people and it's just too messy and blah, blah, blah. And like, also the guys like these people like worked on the boat and they don't even get to go into the boat. Like they're ha now they're having this argument on ethics and morals. Like, do we let the people on and potentially like jeopardize all of our lives because this wave is about to come or do we not let them on and we survive, but like we just let like a hundred thousand people die, like thousands of people die outside. So like, then then he like implores the world leaders on all this that is happening. While this is happening, John Cusack's family is like sneaking onto the boat, mm -hmm. um, and so they're they're like sneaking on it everything. Uh, the blonde lady kind of sees the two Russian, like the, the Russian family and like flips them off. It's like, ha ha ha, I'm going to live. Um, <laughs> and, and so, and like people are like, also because they're, they're at like the edge of like where the thing is, they're like falling off. They're like dying, trying to get onto mm. the boat because like it's, yeah, there's, there's no guardrail for some reason. So finally. Guardrails would ruin the aesthetic. Honestly, finally, the world leaders are like, I vote to let these people on. So they're all like, okay, well, we're going to lower, we're going to lower the, the bridge to let them on. And like the chief of staff is like, okay, like, because at this point, like the president has, to, oh, while, while this is happening. Oh, JFK already killed the president? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I forgot, yeah, this big tsunami. So while this is happening, so the, the cruise ship, um, it, it gets capsized, like right before it does, there's like this really kind of sad moment where like the white guy the old white guy who's like the friend his so his son married a japanese woman and that's why they haven't like talked or whatever so i'm like what are you like a world war ii vet like why are you racist so, <laughs> yeah seriously <laughs> like what's your problem the so japs he, right the japs ruined everything that that is a slur i will be bleeping it out but um okay grandpa sorry that's okay <laughs> <laughs> that was the grandpa <laughs> That was the him. Guy. So he he finally musters up the courage to call them because it's like I'm gonna call them. I've seen the president's statement. I I, I want to call my son before like the world ends. And like his granddaughter picks up the phone, and she's like, "Hi, who is this?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm your grandfather." And she's like, "Oh, you're my grandpa." And she's like, "Daddy, grandpa called. He wants to talk to you." And <laughs> it's the end of the world. I'm sorry, I was a total dick to you. Well, see, like the dad kind of like looks at like his wife, and he's like, "Oh." can't wait to like talk to my father finally but like right when he picks up the phone because it's like storming outside like suddenly the house starts shaking and the grandpa hears on the other line like the the commotion like his granddaughter screams and like the phone drops and then the line cuts so you kind of assume that like the family's now dead They're so it's dead. yeah so it's like oh my god and then the boat maybe you starts... shouldn't hold on to your grudges like that you stupid piece of racism. exactly and then the boat <laughs> starts to capsize. So mm -hmm. now it's like they're all in the kitchen and everybody is like trying to hold on and falling off the boat. And the dad is like out there and just like the boat just capsizes. And then meanwhile in Washington, D.C., after whatever happened that caused them all to like kind of pass out, they, they wake up, they're covered in ash. President looks up and there's like this big giant wave coming over mm -hmm. and you hear this groaning. And it's the USS JF Kennedy. Air Force carrier, aircraft carrier, comes over on the wave and he's just staring at it. JFK and it just... finally gets his revenge. <laughs> on a black president? <laughs> <laughs> on a black president. On the White House. It just comes over and like aircraft carriers are humongous. So it just like 
totals the White House. It just crushes it, and just the wave wipes out all of Washington, D.C. So they're like, yep, D.C.'s gone. It's underwater. So now this wave is coming over towards China. Um, and so now, finally, they're like, okay, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna open the things. Like, I think the president would agree with me. The Italian president probably would agree with us, too. We're going to save humanity. The guy mentions, uh, the author, he's like, there was a man that I met. I don't even know if his family's still alive anymore. But he said, like, have we, like, he quotes the, the guy on his book or whatever. So that thing becomes relevant. So they let the people on. <laughs> but here's I can where... wait for this book to be the mo- the best, number one New York Times bestseller on these boats. Right. The only book that survived. Yeah. So at this point, it doesn't even matter who has tickets or to who doesn't have tickets. Yeah. They're just, everybody's going on. But... Because they're opening it and the family is sneaking oh, in, uh-huh. the the welding thing actually got like the wire got like stuck at one point within the gears and it gets like all these because because they thought like, OK, the gears aren't moving, but they're where the gears are. So now things are moving and things are starting to close and almost crushing on them and everything. They're like, oh, my God, what's happening? We're almost going to die. The Chinese worker, um, he like he and Gordon kind of slip and they're like falling towards like the gears. So the Chinese worker, like his legs getting like beat up by like grinded by like the gear kind of, and he gets pulled up and then Gordon, of course, dies. He doesn't survive. He he's, like, because... he's like, reach for my hand, reach for my hand. And he's like trying to reach for the hand, but he doesn't make it. And he gets crushed to death. I'm like, this guy is the whole reason you survived Los Angeles because he flew that goddamn plane out of LA. But he's not the reason this family is going to become whole. I know. There is something between them. It's him. It's <laughs> and Gordon. It's him. it's him. How dare he be successful and rich and want children? Yeah, it was just like... Uh, well, his killing... own biological children, because he has stepchildren, but apparently that's not good enough for him. Oh, no, he loves his stepchildren. He just also wants biological children. So now it's like, fuck, this guy is dead now. So now there's no one in the way of John Cusack reuniting with his wife, which happens. So now the family oh, is, like, divided, and the, the wave hits the boat, so now the water is going inside oh, where they are. No. And the other thing, too, Explains for some were. reason... They designed this ship so that if the, the door doesn't... So they're trying to close the door again, but now the door can't close all the way because the stupid welding drill is, like, blocking the cogs. And because the geniuses designed this ship, they can't start the engines if the doors are not closed all the way. So they're just sitting here while this giant wave is coming at them, and they also lose, like, the... They lose the anchoring mechanism too so now they're not even like anchored anymore they are unanchored they scrape against one of the other ships the other ship's okay but they still scrape against it and then they just like are floating out into the sea the wave is in here but they're headed straight for this like this tall they're like oh we're about to hit something at like twenty two thousand feet or whatever the guy's like what's it twenty two thousand feet they're like mount everest, everest. <laughs> <laughs> making a beeline for Mount Everest basically and they can't change course because they can't close the door because that family tried to sneak in and because it's just all of a sudden I'm like the chief of staff is like losing his shit now he's like I knew this would happen I told you this would happen happen. like everything was falling people on this wouldn't have happened yeah I don't even know so 
It's like Mark all of this Meadows or whatever stuff is, his name is. So like now like the water is like going up, but they they find the they they have like cameras, so they find the people. They go down there. They're trying to help them. The Russian girlfriend dies. She drowns to death. Random because she's like stuck in between. They can't get to her in time, I guess. Um, so she drowns. They get the girl. They get the other people. Um, and they're like, we need someone to remove the thing, otherwise the door can't close. So then John Cusack goes to remove the thing. He tells his son to wait there, but his son doesn't listen. The son goes over there to help him. And they're like tugging on it or whatever. And there's just like two different parts. They manage to get it free. The door closes. They put the engine in reverse. They just barely tink Mount Everest. And then it's like zero and then negative 10 meters away. Negative 20 meters away. Negative 30. So it's like, yay, we avoided Mount Everest. We did it. So now everyone, every everyone's happy. Um... 27 days later, the waters are receding, and now someone's like, oh, we're going to go to the highest point of the world. They're saying also, like, yeah, they're like, the, the highest point of the world now is the Cape of Good Hope. It's the continent of Africa has already resurfaced. Some people say it was never underwater. And I'm like, all right, what? You could have just gone to Africa and avoided all of that? Okay, like, whatever. So now they're like, we're going to go back to Africa. You get it? Because all of humanity started from Africa. And now that the world has ended, they're all going to go back to Africa, the motherland, the the starting place of the human race. We're going to go back to Africa. That's the only continent left like on Earth anyways. So like that's kind of like that's how the... That's how the movie ends. Um, oh, like the president's daughter gets it on with a geologist, and then John Cusack nice. gets back with with his wife. I'm so, glad she would tell Egypt Four survived. Yeah, so that's 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 and the he movie. Went to Bone Town. Yeah. Apparently, there was an alternate ending, which and is after they say they're gonna go to the Cape of Good Hope. The this geologist. No, the geologist learns that his father and the father's friends survived the tsunami that capsized the ship. Um, they're already partying it up in Good Hope. <laughs> yeah, they're on. Yeah, yeah, actually, they're on a beach. They're like, hey. So I'm like, okay, but what about like your dead son? <laughs> so yeah, and they just like talking are boring. So that's. That's the movie. <laughs> are boring. In the alternate ending, I think the way it ended was was fine, but that's. I that's think they the should movie. have gone to space because they had no the guarantee movie. that all that stuff was just gonna stop. I think their plan was: we made a giant ass boat that's almost indestructible that can at least withstand tsunamis. So if we go it out into the water we'll just like wait it out while all this shit is happening um and be safe and then we'll go to land when it's when it's done but or we could just like live indefinitely on this boat because they were worried about if we put on too many people we'll run out of resources faster but it's like you have like wine glasses in your in the rooms like why are you treating this like luxury cabins like this should literally just be like how can we fit as many people as possible and only have the essentials because you know, so that's mm-hmm. that's the movie. It's a long summary because the movie's like two and a half hours long. Really? Yeah, it's a really long movie. 
It's too long. I don't know if it's two and a half, but it's like at least two hours. I kind of zoned out halfway through. Yeah, it's almost two and a half. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. So, oh no, it is two and a half hours, yeah. So what do you think? It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the story is pretty, like, whatever. And I'm not going to watch it for the effects. That is the only reason to watch it. So yeah, if you're not gonna watch it for that, I don't. I don't think you'll enjoy it. Yeah, probably not. I'd probably give it a three out of five. My go-to. <laughs> I don't care about this movie uh, rating. That's so generous. Is it John Cusack? John Cusack, Chiwetel Ejiofor, are the first two stars. Yeah. Yeah. I would give this movie a four out of five because of how many times I've seen it and continue to see it and just like, this is not a good movie, but I've seen it too many times and not rate it. It's not a good movie. It's an awful, terrible movie and I don't like it, but I also really like it. So it's just a movie. It's like, it's my disaster comfort movie. I think I like day after tomorrow better because it's a little more realistic. First of all, um, and there's, some of the scenes are just, like, so great. There are tornadoes in that movie, but it's okay. Um, but this movie is just, like, the Los Angeles destruction scene alone is, like, a 5 out of 5. It is just such, it still holds up. Like, some of it I can see the CG, but it's just so well done. Um, I just, I just enjoy watching it. And I like trying to figure out their route which doesn't make any sense i'm like where are they driving like where are they right now i don't know how how they're doing any of this but i think i figured out their route so and just like the cheesiness of it of like air force like the aircraft carrier just crashing onto there i think air the air force one airplane also at one point like slides over it's just like so the 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 imagery he uses is just so cheesy but it works and it's just you can have any kind of time you want with that movie. You can have a fun time with that movie. Just like, you, you know, it's, I, just, I just like the movie. It's bad, but I like it. So yeah, let us know in the comments uh, what your favorite disaster movie is. If you even like disaster movies. If you like 2012. If you agree with Monzi. Um, and what your favorite disaster movie is. I think I already said that. Anyways, Monzi, where can they find us? You can find us at don't watch movies on Twitter. <laughs> I, I thought I had it, but I don't think I have it. Um, and you can find me at Magic Monster, M O N Z T E R, um, on Twitter as well. And you can find me at Karina's Korean on Twitter and Instagram. Nice. So thanks for tuning in to this very long episode. I'm so sorry. It's a long movie. But yeah, so thanks for listening and tune in Thank next you. time. Thank you. Bye. Bye.